I first met this gentleman working as a producer on the daytime TV show I was EP on. In that role, he was extremely creative, driven, very, very talented. Um, that's why we stayed in touch. A few years later, he turns out to be uh, one of the executive producers on the hit show Mathis Family Matters, which airs Sundays on E. Uh, he's also a co-star of that show. Amir Mathis is with us. Thank you so much for being here. Um, there's a lot I want to get into, but let's jump right into the obvious. What is it like being Judge Mathis's younger kid? Yeah, thank you for having me here. Um, you know, it's pretty funny you ask that because before I was the nation's Judge Mathis's son, I was Detroit's Judge Mathis's son. Uh, my dad was, when I grew up, uh, the youngest judge in Michigan history. And his story, you know, follows by his gangs to gavel story where he changed his life around from being in gangs to becoming, uh, uh, you know, on the opposite side and uh, being a, on the law side. And, you know, in Detroit, we were, uh, through that sense, you know, many you know, local celebrities. And he had a play after himself that was a really hit, a big hit in Detroit. And, you know, so it's always been, I've always felt that there has been a spotlight on our family, uh, mm -hmm. as to say. And which is great because it makes you believe in yourself that you have something to uphold. You know, some people don't like that kind of pressure and some people run away from that and want to be their own person. But I've always, you know, embraced what my father has accomplished and wanted to follow in his footsteps in terms of creating my own path. And so that's that is rare. That's hard. Living up yeah, to yeah. expectations. I'm going to say most people don't, you know, you're you're. To hear that, that's uh, refreshing. I, it, but it couldn't have been easy. I mean, you—if anyone watches the show, you—you've got everyone so accomplished. You know, what right. was, where was the pressure? I mean, I—I've seen him on TV, yeah. and he, the man is an expert at being right. I mean, that, that's just yeah. what he does. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's paid to judge. So how yeah. how hard could that have been? Where where were your? You know, he really sat me down um, when I was uh, younger, and he told me, you know, I never had a father. I, you know, sometimes don't know what I'm doing, but what I do know is that what I want for my children is for them is to provide an environment and uh, enough financial stability for them to decide what they want to do in their lives. Hmm. And I think from there, what he just told us to do is that once you decide what you want to do, strive to be the best at it. And so I he never came to you and said, it's your turn to go to law school. Never no, 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 no. We've all chose our own path. Two of my sisters are lawyers. My brother got in politics. And oddly enough, my dad worked uh, the Michigan campaign for Jesse Jackson. So he sees himself as a you know, uh, savvy of politics also. And I think that we all have a bit of him in terms of that tenacity and uh, wanting to, and, and that familiarity, you know, of what we grew up around. And then we all have the gentleness of my mom. <laughs> but I do, uh, I do believe that, you know, I love telling this story where when I was in uh, fifth grade, we had a career day and you pick what you want to do and you shadow somebody for a, a day at their job. And I, I remember telling my parents, like, I want to be a car mechanic. Um, I, I a, car be a car mechanic. mechanic. Yeah. 
And my dad, wow. you know, sat me down and he said, you know what, you could be a car mechanic, you know? Um, wow. I want you to decide what you want to be. Um, and if you could be a car mechanic, you better be the best car mechanic. Gotcha. But also what I want to leave you with is, is that, you know, think bigger. Uh, I want you to know that if you own the dealership, you can always work on the cars. <laughs> That's good advice. He said so, those words to you though? Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so that was kind of where my mind's always been at. You know, if I want to get in TV, I want to strive to be an executive producer. If I want to, you know, get into anything, I want to try and be the best at it and try and reach that high level where, you know, uh, in that position. And I think that it's always stuck with me. Even when I worked with you on my previous show, you know, that was always the mentality. No, you, you were, you were, you know, um, and everybody said it. I, I always thought that, I was familiar with 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 the judge, and and I knew I believe one of your sisters was actually um, in business affairs, legal affairs there. And I knew your name, and I saw you around. And Stuart one Stuart Krasno wouldn't shut up about you. Oh, he's going to be big. He's going to be big. And I said, well, you know, it's 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 he's, he's someone's kid. He said, no, just just you'll see. And he was right. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that you don't have a, a marquee EP. You actually EP the show. You're one of the EPs on the show. This wasn't something they said, well, we want you on and Correct. help us. Tell us how that came to be and and how easy it must have been. Oh, I'm joking. Sarcasm. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I would say this journey started four years ago uh, when I was in a cubicle at Steve Harvey. Uh, my actual production company name with my production company partner, we sat in a cubicle together for two years at Steve Harvey and uh, our production company name is Cube 5 because we were the, you know, uh, actually very cool. Cube, we thought we were the Cube 5 for half the year, but we were actually the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it was the irony that, you know, pretty, pretty funny with that one, but it's, you know, I always know in television and as you know also uh you know i always wanted the show uh, since i was 22 years old coming in i'm like who can how can i get a show i have all these great ideas i have you know i worked for my dad's production company i worked with telepictures on, on their shows and development and things like that and so i was always you know i have the connections now i just need the idea but what you soon learn is it's a lot bigger than the idea what you need is you know, a lot of money or a talent. And so my thing throughout all the years was trying to, you know, get in with people to befriend them and look for business opportunities in terms of who you know. And, you know, like your relationship with Ice-T, you know, it really, uh, it, it's a relationship that is a trusting relationship where you can build together and do multiple projects with. And yeah. so, you know, I think that, after a while, I just kind of sat and I was like, man, I mean, the biggest talent that I know <laughs> just has all my support and would do any project is my dad. And it also comes with, you know, storyline and, and, you know, what, where you are in life. And I think with, at, our, at this point in our lives, we were approaching a reality show when I was in high school, like just getting into college and it just wasn't the right time. Uh, maturity level with the family, uh, 
ourselves not locked into our careers, you know, it wasn't, it would have been more like a run's house or like our younger selves. And so we just, I don't you, anyone ready for that. you actually, you know, and again, the listeners and, and people watching, they, they don't, mm-hmm. they think that you just said, Hey, do this. It, you have to, you have to pitch this man. You have to sit no, down no, and, yeah. and it's well, yeah. explain that a little bit. But that wasn't, yep. you mentioned ice. Well, I don't just call him. I will say this though. I had a show that I thought about with my family years ago, which I think that still has some potential where we have a community center in Detroit. And I was like, we should create a reality show about us as a family renovating community centers. It's hectic. We're like funny. It'll be fun. So I got all this equipment. I spent three weeks renovating the community center by myself, flew them in for a weekend and, you know, shot the reality part and had, had all the fun stuff. So I had all this footage. And by the time that summer was over, I was so exhausted from all the groundwork of actually renovating it, I sat on the footage for like a year. Mm. And so then the next year when, you know, I was still thinking of shows, like, what can I do? You know, I, you know, was dating. I had this viral moment with my soon-to-be ex-wife, which is, you know, a sad story in itself. But uh, it was a viral moment where we professed our love on TV. And that went viral and it kind of reignited that, okay, I can I have, you know, the, we're hot right now. I need to like get this reality thing back in the work, in, back in the workings. So, my business partner Simone and I, who sat in a cube, we took all this old footage that I had, and a lot of it, like we just took bits and pieces of it. We did some updated interviews with my family, and then we created the new sizzle reel. You you repurposed um, it. That's brilliant. See now that's that's a that's a, yeah. a genius. That's some EP stuff right there. No, absolutely. And it was, you know, we found holes in it and this was, we started repurposing it before we kind of brought it to my family. Mm-hmm. And so then we kind of, you know, once we had it, a little story in it, we approached them and they were like, you know, everyone, my two siblings were on the East coast, I was on the West coast. They were like, everyone was just on board. That's and awesome. you know how that goes. You can't really trust that. Or I could. Right. <laughs> of course. So what I did was I contacted a lawyer that, uh, a, a family friend and I had him draw up a contract that said that, you know, if this show gets sold, you're required to. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you and had like, the you, next day, <laughs> you, you presented your, your, your family with a contract. Oh yeah. Just a very early, like nothing in garbs of deal, mama, whatever it is, but you, you got them committed. Yeah. If we sell this show and a network brings us on board, then you. you are giving your word that you will participate in it. Gotcha. And I don't know how that would have held legally. I don't know how they've been legally binding considering, you know, financials hadn't been discussed or anything like that, but it was just like a commitment that I wanted them to know that I was serious. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so we created this uh, presentation and we took it to a production company who was on board. They loved it. Uh, but they they sat on it for about three months and then they called us in and the, the man said, you know, we just don't see a show in this. Wow. You know, where is the conflict? You know, where is the drama? And I'm like, if you know my family, which is hard to, you know, say, but like, if you know my family, there's so much going on. And I tried to explain to him and like, they just couldn't see it. Hmm. And so. Now, you know, now they couldn't up- see it culturally or they just wanted more across the board i think they wanted did they want the angry you know, black man or did they want well if you see the show um if you see the show we all have these unique stories mm-hmm. but i think that usually with reality shows 
they want to know like what's the main theme of it and our theme is like you know black excellence and black and and being relatable and you know uh being open about all these world issues if my lgbt brother mm -hmm. and my sister who suffers with mental health issues me it was you know previously going through a new marriage with someone from a different country mm -hmm. but now it ended up being me going through a divorce it's a great show and, it's a great show yeah. and it's you know all of us having these open conversation where there's no you know holes barred and all these things and i think that you know they just wanted the split thing of like okay you know certain shows like pawn shops you mm -hmm. have there's a pawn shop trying to sell unique items comedy uh with police shows there's investigative like everything really has a purpose with the kardashians that was very you know celebrity based mm -hmm. where it was kim kardashian and she was at the height of her uh you know publicity at that and her point her diva right and people considered in like her personal life and we didn't really have that, you know, they didn't know if Judge Mathis could sell that. Mm. And what I was trying to explain to them is like, it's not, it's a family show that's, you know. So we, uh, they passed on us, which was a little disheartening because we thought that we had gold yeah. at the time. And we uh, ended up going to uh, Warner Brothers, which I should have gone to first, but I think that in my mind, you know, I kept thinking like, I want this, my dad's at Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, I want this to be independent of my father. I want to, you know, create this show uh, with, uh, you know, my resources, and do do it my way and not have his input. And uh, once, you know, that didn't work out, I ended up going to telepictures to people that we've have formerly worked with, you know, Bridget and Love uh, James and, you know, that crew. And uh, it was pretty funny because the first you know, they were, were like, can we get a meeting with you all? And they were like, of course you can get a meeting. You know, you've earned that. And we, you know, we, we, we like you enough to give you a meeting. But we ended up coming with a fully loaded deck and the, the presentation, which we actually had an editor who had edited on, uh, who created Run's House uh, presentation. So he had a lot of experience and it was a very well, like, put together presentation, uh, sizzle reel. And once they saw it, they were speechless. After they weren't expecting that, they weren't expecting it. And they even said it. They said, okay, okay, they're stuttering their words. They said, Amir, you know, when you said you wanted a meeting to talk about a family reality show, we thought that you were going to come in here with an idea. And, you know, what you came to us is a fully flushed out, you know, everything that we can use, except for like a few different wordings in our deck. And they're like, we can start taking this out to networks and tours. Right. And so that's what happened. And, and mind you, this is during COVID. Mm -hmm. This is, and you know, I think that also, I forgot to mention this. It was, this is, you know, the summer after, or like the the year right after, you know, a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests mm -hmm. and events. And that's what made it even more for me, something big that, I wanted to share with the world is because I felt like we didn't have that type of representation on television. Right. Um, That's for sure. And so, yeah. And so it was, you know, it was all through zoom. And uh, I would say this too, we met every day, had about two meetings a day for a week, uh, met with eight uh, networks and wow. a common theme of the networks were, you know, where is the drama? Right. Where is the, where is the, you know, 
uh, one person even flat out told us this is this seems pretty boring. Whoa. You know, <laughs> no, we got some you got some uh, crude feedback, and the last network that we met with was E Network, and you know, uh, from the moment we began to describe the project into the moment they watched our presentation, the sizzle and went over the deck, you, you know, they were just very intrigued and you could tell that we had a place that felt like home immediately. It's fantastic. And, uh, I will say that they are the only person that offered us a chance. Wow. Wow. And offered us, a you know, a, a, a chance to, uh, you know, be on television wow. and, Luckily that it was one of the best networks that we, that we wanted, you know, it's the network that everyone wants to be on in terms of family show and, uh, uh, the wide variety of audience mm -hmm. that they have. And so, you know, it really, uh, and so yeah, we, we got, we got with E and it's been a great experience since then. That's excellent. E is, um, I'm going to say, you know, I'm sure we had, there were different executives when, when, or maybe not. The last time I pitched E, I think must have been maybe three or four years ago. And the largest mm -hmm. offer I've ever received uh, in the room was from E. And we weren't able to pull it off, but it was because the talent was occupied with other things. And then another offer right. came for another format. But what I found interesting with E is that they they know their their brand i think all networks know their brand but the thing that e was they were more i think willing to go they were a little more fluid with where they want where they were where they were allowing you to go creatively cool. it wasn't you know cool. no not no dig to bravo or anybody else but they say this is our these are our viewers this is what we do and this is e was very right. well we could do a little of this we could do a little of that so i'll be honest i was thrilled yeah. to find out uh, when I found out that you were on E. Um, oh, and then you. I watched the first episode. And I said, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I watched the second episode. I was like, wow, this, they're really black excellence is, 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 is right. one of them. But even through the, 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 the debating and the, and the moments, mm -hmm. there's such a, a, a wonderful connection. There's such, there's such respect and an and affinity there. Um, right. And I, I want to see that. I don't want to see the, the breaking the dishes and, and the name calling. That's not what I want to see. I want to see when I see family, specifically family, especially family, I think people want to see that things get a little hard, things are kind of tough, but at the end of the day, that unity is still there. So you guys really pulled it off and, and kudos to you, really. Thank you. And, I, and you know, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And you know, I will say that it's for me personally, it was hard to separate myself from being Amir, the producer and, you know, wanting to be, you know, the, you know, not, you have to find a balance, you know, like I have to remind myself, like, I'm not performing for the world. I am showing how I am with my family. And as opposed to thinking about like, what people, what are people going to think of this? What are people going to, because once you get down to it, like people can tell if you're not being authentic. And I think that that was the biggest challenge for us in the beginning was being authentic and also, you know, staying true to our professional selves, right. which for me, you know, I, it's, 
I find it just more relatable when you are yourself, especially with your family, because everyone's different with their family than they are with, you know. Other now, how are they with you as the EP? As one of the EPs, what's that like? Oh, no, they're great. I mean, it's, I think that, you know, even the communication between, you know, uh, our production company, Shed Media, and with E and, uh, you know, it's, we had, it's a 10 person family with including my grandparents. You don't, you don't hear the, you don't hear any side comments. Hey, I think this would be great if you did this that way or. Uh, I mean, everyone's been very satisfied. I will say that, but I do think that on set, that's when I was needed the most Mm. in terms of, uh, you know, just reassuring people certain things. Uh, it's, you know, we, uh, you know, it's it's hard to lasso 10 people together around for things. Right. So it's easier to just text me and then I could help dictate gotcha. things. No, I understand that one. Uh, it, it goes to you and then yeah. you can disseminate. You can also pick, Correct. you know, it's. I'll tell you what fight we need, to, what battle we need to fight and which ones we don't need to, which ones are. Yeah, no, Correct. it's, it's, Correct. it's, and you have a very, very, um, high cerebral <laughs> family. These are thinkers. They're not, oh, yeah. you know, these aren't, uh, oh, yeah. um, yeah, oh, these yeah. aren't just your ordinary reality stars. So, um, what do you, what do you want to do, you know, in, 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 you know, where, where do you see yourself outside of, of, entertainment what do you what are your interests and in, and in, in passions outside of entertainment if, if you know the question i ask and i love to ask people is if you're not in show mm-hmm. business what would you be doing right now uh, i think that you know i've always been uh the creative one of the family you know in terms of uh you know when it comes to writing poetry or being working in the arts and things like that and so, you know, I'm very interested in, uh, I would say, like, you know, uh, hats and clothing. Really, and fashion. Like that. Fashion. But I would say more so, like, you know, I love I love hats. I love, you know, ball right. caps and uh, being creative with those. But I would say more so passion is just giving back, you know, helping others. I think that, uh, you know, it's a shame that we do live in this capitalist country, <laughs> but, you know, I could, but, uh, you know, I, I love to give back. And I think that, you know, one of my biggest things is I have realized over the years is how much technology is becoming mm-hmm. such a, a large divide within, you know, people who are privileged and the under underserved mm-hmm. communities. And so what I've been doing also is, you know, taking, I take VR equipment down to certain, uh, to like to watch sometimes on the weekends to play with little kids, just like introducing the technology that otherwise they Mm -hmm. wouldn't see. And I think that, you know, it's, it's very important for me just to know that because, you know, I got a lot of my, I, I was inspired to do everything that I've am doing by seeing it at a young age. You know, seeing my dad walk into a studio with the big lights and the cameras, you know, that makes you do more research about right. that. So my hope is that introducing these things to younger children, 
they can say like, wow, like that was an experience. How can I learn right. more about that? How can I get that experience again? How can I learn to develop that? That's, I guess when, yeah, so you, that, you should definitely, yeah, they're impressionable children. I think that's interesting. I, you know, the, you, you're, you're starting to climb this mountain, this, this mountain in entertainment mm-hmm. and you're thinking about the folks right behind you. Usually that's something you do when you're on the top or close to the top. Um, did you get that from your, your, your parents? Did you, did, did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, uh, very big on giving back. And, uh, you know, we, even we were, we were in Detroit, uh, every Thanksgiving and holidays, we would do coat funds and, uh, you know, turkey giveaways and things like that. And I think that that in a certain way, like really kept me grounded uh, because we never lost touch with our community wow. uh, growing up. We were always, uh, my dad made us, my, not made us, but he, yeah, he made it. We were in the NAACP when we moved to Los Angeles and we were, you know, on the, on the board and committee for the youth. And I think that just having that instilled, like when you don't do it, you feel like you should. Well, why do you, you know? think, you know, you said the, the, the term black excellence. Why do you think so many people are either intimidated by that or, or find it to be, you know, a, a, a place or a realm that they can't go or don't want to address or don't think that it's even exploitable in, in television or in media? Why? Why the stigma? Uh, it's a great question. You know, I think, in my opinion, uh, you know, even without the black part in it, just excellence is shunned upon in television. And, and you know, people love the drama. They love the people. People love to see people get, you know, climb up a mountaintop and then fall down to the bottom. And uh, it's even greater if they're attempting to reach the mountaintop and they fall sooner, you know? And so I think that it's just the, you know, people aren't, like I would say growing up, you know, I, you have a lot of influences, but I went to, you know, a uh, school in the suburbs of Detroit. I went to uh, private schools in Los Angeles. And in my situation, you know, I had to like find people to look up to because all I had was, you know, a lot of white male figures around me. And so, you know, I had to seek those people to look up to because I wasn't being taught that in school or through my, you know. And and at an early age, you you felt that at an early age as as a young man, you felt that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think my, my dad did too. When we went to school in the suburbs, he used to make my brother and I read uh, African-American, uh, you know, books uh, about African-American figures and write paragraphs. That's great. <laughs> every, every That's week. great. You know, Booker T. Washington and W.B. Du Bois would have to reply. Why, do, why doesn't Kamara have to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Detroit Public That's Schools. That's great. And I think it's important because if you don't see that and if you're not embedded in that you just don't even know it exists to be honest you know? right and and that's the thing is like you know i say that i want to give back to the community and introduce people to things that they don't even know exist um i was when i l- went to college in chicago i learned that about 
I don't want to get the percentage wrong, but it was a high percentage of people who have never even left the South wow. side of Chicago. And kids used to hop on the bus and ride the loop the entire day just to be able to mm -hmm. see Chicago. That was like their vacation and their trips. Wow. And so to know that, you know, it's, you realize that a lot of people don't even know what black excellence is. And I think that with social media and, you know, all these other tools, you're, you see uh, black, you see black people with money, you see black people with, you know, uh, material things, but you don't see, you don't really see the black wealth or the black right. excellence, which is to me right. two different things. Yes, the integrity, you know, the, the yeah, you, yes, definitely. I think that's why your your show works. Like I said, even when you, even during the intervention that they had with you, which yeah. I was like, I gotta watch this. Yeah. This is I had to sit down and stop oh, everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it was done. You you can you can you can express yourself without 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 it being trashy you know and and right. another really interesting thing about the show is knowing you right away i thought i got to see what they change about him i have to see what are the what are the elements that he's going to have to you know improvise to make it work and there were none and and that yeah. i'm going to say that's probably you you it's your it's probably a decision that you you folks made early but there was none of that and and i felt like it was a very organic show um yeah and i think that you and we did have a talk as a family we're like you know what are your boundaries like what do you want to not speak put a list of things that you really are off limits and that you don't want to talk about and you know for some people they had two or three things some um, you know, one thing I had zero. I'm of course. Like, you know, I, uh, this, is, this is my baby. I want it to be a success, you know, and I, I think that I'm at a place in my life, which took me, you know, time to get there. Like it takes a lot of people where I love myself and I'm comfortable with myself, you know, and once you're at that point, you know, you don't mind being your you know, on television, of course, like when the cameras are around, you're a little bit more amped up, you're excited, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little bit quicker with the words. <laughs> but I think that for me, like there's no regrets because what I do, you know, it's, it's comical. And if someone laughs at me, then they're laughing at me. But I know for people who laugh at me, there's someone who can empathize right. with me. There's someone who, you know, a lot of people are going through divorce and especially after 2020, yeah. you know. A lot of people are in the same yeah, position. Yeah, when it was interesting is, and, and I guess it's more of of support for the family. The whole I never even looked at it that way. Let me let me phrase it this way: when right. they said you're getting divorced, but we she became our family too. I never looked at it that. I was right, right away on your side. I'm like, you know what? It's his business. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. And then when they said that, well, I can't. I believe it was your sister that said that. Yeah. But I never even looked at it that way. I'm way older than you. I've been in I don't know how many relationships. I've seen so many marriages and divorces. And and I've always said it's a, my business. It's our business. It's their business. But I never never heard it put that way. They're our family too. You we may not have a say, but we definitely have an opinion, and you should hear it. But that was amazing. You know, it's really funny. I didn't really hear that until I saw the episode, until I saw wow. the post, you know, <laughs> just because you're so caught up in like what right. you want 
And, you know, I will say that, you know, there's a lot of growth of me throughout the season. And I think that that's the special thing that is in life and in this show is that, you know, you, they follow us for so long where you see the growth of the person, of the, you know, situations and things like that. But it was something that, you know, I'm still growing from that. It's, um, but. So when you see yourself, you actually have these notes, you actually. You can learn while you're actually watching the show. There's some things about you pick up. I think so, because I think the the hardest thing to do and, you know, that's why, you know, therapy is I utilize therapy and things like that, because it's hard to look at yourself in the third person, truly look at yourself in any situation. And the ones who do like, you know, kudos to them because it's a hard thing to do. But I think that to think that you can do that in every single situation is hard to, you know, do that. And so for me, it's actually a third, you know, it's right. a third eye looking right. right at me, everyone else. And yeah, you learn a lot. And I think that, you know, this experience has been very uh, therapeutic. Wow, my that's family. great. So positive all around. Oh, that's all great. around. Yeah. In terms of, you know, conversations that we have off screen uh that we've had after a scene you know and it's like oh like you know you just grow from that and i think that you know a lot of these shows people say they cause this drama and divorces and you know all these things but with our family it's always been an open communication rule and so i can see certain things that people go through that they don't speak about you know we wow. talk about everything and so wow. it's definitely very um, for us yeah let me ask you, uh, the, the film world, you, are you considering any feature projects? Are you looking at any feature IP? Are you? Yeah. Uh, I think that when, not I think, but I, when, you know, the whole dream of mine has been, if you become an EP of a show and that show is successful, then it opens doors for other projects, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I think that right now we have this wave that's forming, you know, our ratings are climbing by the week and, uh, you know, the, the word is spreading and having the opportunity to have this be, you know, an EP of this show. That's the goal, you know, is to create more projects. And so I've known that for so long that, yeah, we have a few projects loaded, uh, animation that's, that's great. pretty flushed out and uh, working on two shows right now that we're going to do a, uh, working on a sizzle next, you know, next month that we're shooting and, you know, a few others that are, the decks are pretty finished, but, you know, it's definitely, you can't get. So cube five, really cube four is on the move. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to do, uh, do everything. And I think that, you know, my partner, Simone Spira, she is a genius. I would say that it's easy for me to, uh, put put an idea out there and say something and she is you know pretty robotic about it in terms of fleshing it out and putting it putting it out and you know we work pretty well together and that's what it takes you have to have a you know, i think it a lot of these success comes with having a great team or teammate i was going to ask you that and so having, you put a lot of stock mm-hmm. in having a partner so if you were to tell one of these young kids in watts that wanted to be a producer you would let them, you would yeah. stress to them that a partner is important, somebody that you can. I mean, you know, it was hard for me in college realizing how much 
success comes via collaboration. You know, when I was in film school, I went to school for directing and I've switched over to producing, but it was always like, I want to write it. I want to direct it. I want to edit it and do all these things. But if you do that, you only have one point of view and, and you, you know, you miss a lot of things. And so, you know, Simone, she went to an Ivy league school. She was a, you know, uh, she was just co-EP of uh, Cardi B's show on uh, Facebook. And, you know, she's rose in her ranks uh, outside of this show. And since our days as Steve Harvey and, you know, it's just like we call each That's other about five times a day and meeting after this right now with a lawyer and go over some things. But I think that you need to have someone who, first of all, like, can collaborate with, flesh things out with, and someone who holds, you can hold each other accountable, you know? Yeah, I heard once uh, that if you have a, if you have a partner and the both of you get along all the time, one of you is useless. So, yes, yeah, yes. that's, that's how I, I, you know, I'm telling you, I told her at Steve Harvey, I'm like, we need a show. We need a show. Like we're so smart together. We can be EPs of a show. And she never, ever really? had that dream. Interesting. You know? She didn't have that dream. And I think that, you know, I didn't have the resources to do it on my own. And us together, you know, is it's definitely 50-50 down the middle of, you know, That's the great. success. Of That's the great. Uh, I'm going to end it with uh, Amir Mathis. One last question, and then I'll let you go. I know you're busy. Um, what advice would you give to that young kid in Watts? He sees what you're doing. And you know how awestruck they are. They see you on TV and, and they dream. What advice, you know, what advice would you give them? And, and what tough love do you think that they should probably hear right away? Uh, no one is going to give you a shot based on you asking them, you know, you have to, you have to earn it and you have to scratch wow. and crawl for it. You know, uh, when I was in college and this is, I'll make this short, our teacher, our last assignment before going to Los Angeles was email. Like you have to secure an interview with, uh, some, someone large in your field that you want to be in, you know, uh, email them, uh, find their Facebook, you have, to them. you have to get a phone interview or, or meet them. And that was like our project. And I did that project and I literally harassed, you know, there's some names out there who <laughs> I am still kind of upset. <laughs> they had right. you know, going through the loops and I didn't get a chance to meet them, but I ended up uh, making contact with uh, this man, Michael Barnathan. And he was the producer of the oh, first wow. two Harry Potter films and Home Alone, uh, executive producer of it. And he, I met with him, met with like when I flew to LA because I was here a lot because I lived here. So and I, he's like, when you come, you know, to the off, like when you come here, like come visit me. And so I hit him up when I went there and he, we had a great conversation. I looked at old scripts from all these movies that he did. I, he ended up putting me in contact with uh, Christopher wow. Columbus, who's yeah. the director of those Harry Potter films and, you know, Home Alone. And, you know, from that, there's just, you know, nothing came of that within a job, but it was just, it made me gotcha. even want it more, you know, I met Christopher Columbus on the Fox lot, you know, all these things. And everyone in my classroom 
you know, Pat, like that was our final and, you know, everyone in our classroom did it. And I think that from there, like it made me have no fear in, you know, reaching out to that person for a connection. You know, I, you know, people in the barbershop, people, you know, that I saw, like you just try and get their numbers and try and get their contact. My barber all the time is like, you know, I see a person or he, I mention a name and he's like, oh, I, I know them. And I'm like, oh, can give <laughs> me contact great. with them. You know, as awkward as it may be, like there's no, all they can, the hardest thing they can do is say they don't want right. to speak to you. And they can say that 10 times and maybe say yes in the 11th. But I would just say, you know, it's not easy. And uh, no one wants to give you money for nothing in return. Got and it. So you have to work it. It's good advice. It's really, really good advice. It's a lesson. Uh, you know, that's an ongoing lesson. You always recalibrate and, and it's yeah. something we all learn. Uh, well, thank you for, for giving us a moment, giving us a lot of your time. Uh, speaking, spe well, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Um, and for those that really don't know the definition of black excellence or just excellence, as Amir would say, watch Mathis Family Matters on E! on Sunday. It's, it's a really great show. Um, and it captures as a window there that, that we all could, uh, can learn from. So, um, you know, thank you for, for, for giving us a moment. And more importantly, thanks for always returning my calls. I appreciate that. That means a lot. And uh, and and when you talk Thank to you, your uh, your pops, you know I've done uh, two shows I was EP on, and and he showed up on both of them. Another man that rarely oh, says yeah. no to to people around him. So I said, Tom, I said, oh, please. and and okay. say hi to your family. The rest of them. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday on TV. Uh, to see you again and you know oh we will for sure for sure <laughs> thank you very much Amir. thank you all right bless you thank you so much bye